This week on the Steam Machine Podcast. It looks like, uh, what time is it? Oh, okay, it's roughly about 7.30. It must be getting dusk outside. Cue the music! Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and I didn't come up with an intro this week. Joining me are my two good friends, the Destructo Bros. What's up everybody, it's Nate. Hey, it's Willie, how you doing? Boys, what you been up to these past two weeks? Let's let's start with the working man. Willie, how you been, man, brother? Oh man, I've been up to a lot. I've actually got a... A thought on my mind that I kind of wanted to bring up this week because this would be the week where it would become relevant is I kind of had this recent idea. Um, this is going to sound a little silly. Everyone does New Year's resolutions, right? Everyone does their resolutions on January the 1st, build up to that. But I kind of had this idea of like, you know, summer, you're, you're, it's July the 1st is coming up soon. It's kind of the middle of the year starting to, you got all the sun, the long days and all that. It's not winter. You're not dealing with all the holiday stress and all that. Wouldn't this be the better time of the year to begin a new project? Really? I can see it. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. So I've got, I've got a couple things I'm planning to start doing on January 1st. (laughs) Nope. That's not the right one. (laughs) Any Australian listeners though, you're cool. Um, anyway, but on July 1st, like I'm thinking of, uh, starting a couple things I wanted to start doing like as long-term projects, either like daily things or like, you know, cause I think that one of the reasons people fail on like new year's resolutions so much is just because like, it's just cold and miserable for a while. And there's not, you, you don't have a lot of positive energy and feedback and all that in your life. Something and starting things in July might be fun. So I had two weird goals that I wanted to do, one of which is just a basic exercise thing. I don't really feel like getting into the exact details of it, but basically, you know, do certain exercise, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the other idea I had was a stupid thing that I thought would be fun to do, which is I've been wanting to get better at chess, and I think that one good way I could get better at chess would be to just play more competitive games against real people online instead of playing, you know, mainly when I play chess these days, it's just watching amusing videos instead of playing the game or playing against little like easy to beat bots and stunting on them or just doing puzzles. So I think playing against real people would be fun. And I thought a fun thing to do would be a way to make sure I play enough games would be to on chess.com. The people you play against come from all over the world. Like you run into people from different countries all the time. And I think it'd be fun to try to beat people from a hundred different countries by the end of the year. All right. (laughs) To try to take the scalps of 100 nations. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That's a hell of a high number, though, dog. You think you can do 100? I mean, I can win 100 games. Oh, it's I know, just I know that. Everything. You're one of the better player, chess players I know. But Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's 180 days, and there are approximately 197 countries in the world, depending <laughs> on how you count them. I'm going to go by basically the same ruling that like Sporkle uses to define countries. So, like... 
England and Scotland don't count as separate countries. You know, Iceland is part of Gre- or Greenland is part of uh, Denmark. That kind of yeah. thing. Don't say Iceland but, is look uh, bad. <laughs> I know Iceland is a country. Iceland is an actual country. I think the Faroe Islands are part of Iceland, right? So Faroe Islands doesn't count as a country. So I'm not going by like ham radio rules where there's like a million different entities. It's more like, you know, sovereign nations that are completely self-governed. Let me know when you beat somebody uh, from the yeah. Vatican City because I want you to stun on the Pope. <laughs> that would be so cool. That that does count. That one literally counts. I want to kill I want to kill someone from a micronation. I want to beat someone from like Liechtenstein or Andorra <laughs> or something like that. This San Marino Vatican. Cyprus. This a motherfucker beat Cyprus. me. God, I smite him. <laughs> <laughs> he is a cook in the sun. You Oh fuck, I don't know. I just think I think <laughs> of Italian. When I think of the this Pope, I think of Italian. Argentina. Argentina. Where's the pomodoro from? <laughs> oh, me, Chris Pratt. Hey guys, it's me. Oh, I'm the Pope. <laughs> 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 it's a me. Oh. Popio. I was starting to get a little bit Duke Nukem. It's me, Mario. Hey. Time to kick ass and eat mushrooms, and I'm all out of shrooms. I'm all out of shrooms. And I'm seeing all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> Dude, randomly, you mentioned Duke Nukem. I, gotta, I have a memory from my childhood. I think it was time, Duke Nukem Time to Kill. So it was one of the, uh, the third-person shooters on the PlayStation 1. You would just, in the subway, go up to a um, payphone that was ringing. And answer it, and it's just a girl moaning. Uh, uh, and Duke goes, Ooh, Sarah, is that you? <laughs> and, and that's just always, I don't know why, but like, I guess because I saw it as a kid, I just thought it was absolutely hilarious, but that he recognized her by her. <laughs> Ooh, Sarah. And I just love Duke Nukem's voice, and I like doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Duke Nukem, I can't you can't talk about Duke Nukem right now without mentioning the Discord because it's getting a little bit crazy oh, yeah. in there. So like, I love it in our fan picked poll. Like right now, there's a heated battle between two of the five selections: um, Fear and Duke Nukem Forever, or like neck and neck fighting it out. And we have champions for Duke Nukem coming out and being the most ridiculous people possible, like. Master Loot and Dane, especially. Like, dude. Dane's found some kind of crazy AI thing that does this amazing Duke Nukem voice and animates his face and everything. And he's just calling people out by name in the voice of Duke Nukem. Dude, listening to Duke say Jeff's whole fucking nickname <laughs> was tremendous. And then fucking master loot changing his name to master nukem yeah like master <laughs> yeah master Ludum. he did change it to master nukem at first and then he changed it to master Ludum. and i'm just like dude i can't i don't understand how people aren't changing their votes they have made such a strong case <laughs> jeff the other day is like video with the forest gump <laughs> oh yeah that one was insanely good <laughs> Like they're like, popping off in the Discord. Y'all need to join it. That is bit.ly slash TSMP Discord all caps. Like get in on it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's Please been come join. Some of the most fun I've had in there in a while, and I always have fun there. <clears throat> yeah, I uh I actually told Brandy today, I said, next time I come see you, I have to show you these fucking clips they're posted in Discord because they are hilarious. <laughs> Cause she was cracking up the other day when uh somebody was somebody on the Discord was commenting about wanting me wanting to be happy at work and they're wanting to see me happy at work and how that conversation went from being really sweet 
to then just the normal depravity of our, <laughs> of our Discord. <laughs> and, oh, glorious. I love everyone in there. Bit.ly slash TSMB Discord. All caps. Come join. And vote. Make your vote matter. Yeah, do you want us to play Duke Nukem Forever or Fear or one of the other three games that have no votes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's incredible that that heat picked up between those two and everyone changed their votes. <laughs> None of the other They're like, well, they're not going to win. So, and Jeff mentioned that he didn't, he doesn't want to vote for Duke Nukem because he doesn't want to hear a shit on a game for an hour or whatever. And I was like, dude, for one, I think you miss, uh, or you don't understand how much I love Duke Nukem. Even if the game is awful, like, I'm still going to laugh at it because hail to the king, baby. Yeah, this, but, this isn't Manhattan Project. <laughs> yeah, Manhattan Project was garbage. This is at least a semblance of a <laughs> of a Duke Nukem game. And I don't know. Even if it's terrible, I think I'm going to enjoy how bad it is. Because, like, this exactly. game was a famous mistake. So, you know. It's like playing Daikatana. Exactly. I mean, there's a lot in common to those games. I feel like that's something we'd have to talk about if we do the episode. So, but here, here's the big kicker to me. Okay, this fucking poll has some bangers on it that have no votes. <laughs> <laughs> like Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl, no votes. Max Payne, no votes. Horizon Zero Dawn, no votes. Duke Nukem, six really- votes. And Fear Seven. <laughs> I'm really surprised that freaking uh, Max Payne doesn't because like Max Payne and Stalker are definitely ones we've also really wanted to do for a while too. And like, I don't know, like, I feel like this one's almost a can't lose one. You know, I'm, I'm going to be happy anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause there's only I know, one that I actually don't really want to play on that list. <laughs> yeah. I know neither yeah, of you want to play Horizon. Yeah. It's a good game. Well, don't but tell I don't them on the it. air or people are going to start wanting to vote for it. <laughs> <laughs> now, then our listeners aren't that mean. Have you met Jeff? Well, no, it's just, they, I, don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's that interesting sounding compared yeah. to the others, you know? I would definitely, yeah, there's just, it feels like that feels like, to me, AAA game, story driven and probably is an interesting story, but. The story is really good. Just like, I will give you that. And the setting seems pretty cool, too. I'm not like saying it seems absolutely trash. I'm just saying like. It kind of seems it, – it feels like very much something I would see a trailer for and be like, okay, Sony, you have a video game. That's neat. And then just not ever play it. Yeah. And it, it also – it got uh, – God, it came out and got overshadowed by something. I don't remember what it was. Uh, I think it was Breath of the Wild or, or something like that. And then when Horizon 2 came out, like – I think God of War Ragnarok yeah. came out at the same time or something and just overshadowed it again. I'm like, God damn, no, they can't win. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I wholly agree that we will probably get a far more interesting episode out of any of the other choices. But for, you know, one day, if we want to, you know, if it comes up and we play it, it the story is good. The yeah. gameplay does get a little repetitive, but it's beautiful and it's got a good, a good yeah. tale to it. Word. So, back to where we were before the derail. Willie, do you have anything else? Yeah. Um, like, what have I been up to? Uh, I don't know. I think that was basically it, you know? Just I, I wanted to kind of float that half-year resolution concept because I thought it was a fun idea. I think it is. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, then what about you, Nate? Yeah. I don't have anything prepared for half-year resolutions because that's a new concept. So, <laughs> <laughs> um. 
hasn't been too tremendously exciting of a two weeks. I will say that <clears throat> a lot of Sonic stuff happened. Like the the second Sonic Frontiers um, update came out, which is the Sonic Birthday Bash, which they added a lot of new content. One of my favorite things, I think it came from this update that they added to it, was being able to go back and replay the islands you've already played on the same save file. I'm like, thank God, because I was so annoying that they couldn't do that before that seems like a weird thing to not include yeah i can't say i understand it but hey it's there now so i'm a happy boy yeah, yeah actually part of the reason i don't think i ever finished the game was i kind of got really annoyed when i left the first island and it was like oh you can't go back ever again by the yeah. way so you could now so that's kind of cool uh <clears throat> that is nice and then the other one that sonic and things came out was the um excuse me The uh, Sonic Origins Plus DLC came out, so I ordered a physical copy. I pre-ordered this a while ago, and I kind of forgot it was coming out, honestly. So I got it in the mail, and I was like, hell yeah. And so I started playing that, and the big deal with this one is is they've added um, 16, or it's 12, I think it's 12, sorry, not 16, 12 Game Gear titles to the game. So now you can play 12 of the old Sonic Game Gear games. And have added Amy Rose as a playable character in the first four Sonic games, Sonic 1, 2, CD, and 3 and Knuckles. So, like, now you can play as Amy in those games, which really fun. So far, I've played that a lot. Like, I've already beaten Sonic 1 as Knuckles, because you can do that, too. I've beaten Sonic 2 as Amy. And then I finally, for the first time ever, have beaten Sonic CD as Sonic. So... Oh yeah. Yeah, so um, pretty cool stuff. Get down on that Sonic 2 for Game Gear, dog. That was the one I grew up on. <laughs> I will try it for sure. Uh, just if you get past the minecart level, congratulations, you got further than I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty cool stuff that came out. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've been up to these last couple of weeks. It's been kind of it's been really freaking hot. Like my air conditioner is not being able to keep up with the heat in the middle of the day. And it's just been like, same here. Though. Like, uh, please make it stop. <laughs> I thought it was warm in here today when I came home on lunch and I went and looked at the, uh, the thermostat and it was 79 degrees in my house and the thermostat was set to 73. And I was like, geez, see, I'm complaining because my thermostat's at like 76 and I have it set to 69. So yeah. It's like, just please cool off a little. Yeah. Uh, Because I'm I'm funny and I'm an adult that owns his own house. So my thermostat's always set at 69. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Um, Let's see. I don't remember what happened on it or anything, but wasn't there a Nintendo Direct in the last two weeks? I think Pikmin 4. Yeah. Um, And I think that was when they announced the new... One of the new Sonic things, right? I think we yeah, talked about like, it, didn't we? Because I think I remember talking to you guys about Super Mario Wonder and... I believe we did, now that you're, yeah. now that you're mentioning that. Okay. <clears throat> then, uh, shit, what have I been up to? Work? <laughs> um, been, uh, work, hanging out with Brandy. Um, I beat Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, I rolled credits. I I'll, I'll say I quote quote rolled credits. I didn't know because I like I beat the main story and there's just a whole bunch of other shit to do now. But I uninstalled it for now to make room for Shadow of Mordor. And uh, okay, I'm a liar. The Nintendo Direct was on the 21st, so we have not discussed that on the show. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Well, in that case, uh, they announced the new Dragon Warrior Monsters mainline game is coming to the Americas. So yeah, cool. dude, I'm super yeah. excited about that. That looks what, great. What is Dragon Quest Monsters? Like, I've never actually Dragon played Quest Pokemon. It's, it's what it sounds like, dude. Oh, it's okay. I thought you maybe you played yeah. as the monsters, but okay. It's just Dragon Quest Pokemon. No, you're like a monster tamer, basically. That sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah! Consider me stoked for that. Yeah, and so I guess. Uh, oh, okay. That Star Ocean remake. Mm. That Star Ocean, the second yeah. story. Dude, I am so fucking hyped for that. And it's coming to PC and that art style. I don't know what it is about this beautiful, beautiful 3D backgrounds with the 2D sprites. Looks so cool to me. <laughs> and so the the original gimmick with that game on the PlayStation 1 was that game's got like 80-something endings, depending on who you mm. get in your party and what you do throughout the game. So that's one that if we did for the show, it is very possible that all three of us would see a, a variation of a different ending. That's cool. Which I just think is cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. So some other news from that direct was the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 is coming to Switch, which seems like a really good way to play that. They did not say it was a cloud gaming one, so I think this one is an actual real game. <laughs> and note the Volume 1. And yeah, that's the thing that I'm really interested in because given what all they put into Volume 1, there's only a couple things that would even fit into Volume 2. I have read the rumors are that Volume 2 <clears throat> is Metal Gear 4, Metal Gear 5, Revengeance, and um, Peace Walker, I believe was the other one, which was one of the PSP yeah. games. And I'm like, dude, just please, please <laughs> give me four. So I can play it. That'd be awesome. I haven't played that since PS3. It's been years. I will never forget playing Metal Gear 4. And me and my buddy Dustin got to the end of the game. And we're watching the cutscene. And we rolled a blunt. And we went outside. And we smoked that entire <laughs> blunt. We came back inside. Cutscene cut went on for another 40 minutes. <laughs> it's like the ending. We've cut, been co-gemed. It the whole The whole ending of Metal Gear is pretty much a movie. Yeah. But masterful storytelling but oh boy what a long fucking yeah, that's exciting i'm glad that um the batman arkham trilogy is coming to switch as well which also not cloud-based which is good news dude if, if you own a switch and you've never played the arkham games do yourself a favor and pick that yeah up. big recommend i will recommend that you have a pro controller and you do not try to play that on joy cons <laughs> yeah <laughs> now that you mention it yeah <laughs> Um, another one is a new Detective Pikachu game is coming out for the Switch. Oh, that's cool. I've never played one of those, but like I've heard people say that they're fun. Yeah. And then, of course, some of the stuff from we heard earlier from these other big gaming things are coming out. Like Persona 5 Tactica is going to come out on Switch. Sonic Superstar is going to come out on Switch. But some of the really big announcements that they had was there's going to be new DLC for pokemon scarlet and violet so i'll probably pick that up at some point because i gotta keep that pokedex filled out baby um yeah pikmin 4 is gonna come <clears throat> out on oh is it out i thought may did pikmin 4 come out huh i don't think so i'm confused but they did do I'll, the I'll pikmin um one two and three on the switch and there's a collection so you can get them all as well um and then the two two of the biggest announcements, other than the other ones, were um, there's a big JRPG remake coming out for the Nintendo Switch, and that is Super Mario RPG. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. It it looks really neat. Like they're doing such a fun mix of the styles where Mario kind of is the squirt little almost off model like looking guy like he was in Mario RPG, but then like some of the other characters look more like they're more recent incarnations and stuff. It looks really cool and charming. Mm-hmm. And like it's also one of those games that I kind of thought had been lost to some kind of weird copyright dispute type thing and would never really get remade. So, like, I mean, although this is any of your friends that were really big Geno and Smash guys, like, you can really rub it in on them now because it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was going to happen. But, uh, you know, I would like to quickly throw in um, <clears throat> Pikmin 4, according to Nintendo.com releases july 21st okay i got but, i got confused about oh, what month it was this is the second time this has happened to me today it's june not july my b <laughs> <laughs> um the demo for pikmin 4 comes out june 28th so as you're listening to this nice. it will be available and the, um, excellent yeah yeah that's cool but that that super mario rpg i i brought it up to jeremy because jeremy loves that original game and he said mm-hmm. he didn't like he doesn't like the art style that they went with. And I was like, really? I thought it was looked cute as hell. He's like, I don't know, man. It's just missing something. And I'm like, you're just a villain. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy it. I feel like they gave it some character to it. Like Mario doesn't just look like the standard Super Mario, um, new Super Mario U model. So I always like it when the models are a little different. And Mallow looks so cute. I love Mallow. Mallow's my favorite character from Super Mario RPG. Oh yeah, yeah so I, I don't know. I, I'm not the biggest fan of the game personally, honestly, but I might pick that up if I'm feeling a little bored one day. I feel like Mario RPG and the Paper Mario series I could eventually get really deep into, you know? Well, because like considering how much I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to really care about Kingdom Hearts. I started playing Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, oh, I see now. <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> I feel like the Mario RPG, Paper Mario, and Mario and Luigi type games could do that to me too. The only thing that I hear about Paper Mario is that the first one is incredible. Thousand Year Door mm-hmm. is incredible. And then... Mm-hmm they kind of fall off after that because they started kind of changing the game style and it's not so much an RPG anymore. And so I don't know, but I mean, to me, the way paper Mario looks could carry me through a bunch of games. Cause it's just so aesthetically cute. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then unless I'm missing any of the last big announcement that I remember from the Nintendo direct was super Mario brothers wonder. They're releasing a new 2d Mario game. That's like, And I'm just like, man, I'm eating so good right now because there's a new 2D Mario, a new 2D Sonic coming out, both in the fall of 2023. I'm going to have a really good birthday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, dude. That, that, I thought about you, like, when they were talking about Sonic and then they mentioned the Mario stuff too. And I mean, I thought, I thought that you liked uh, Super Mario RPG more until you had mentioned that, you know, you didn't quite love it as much as some other people had hyped it up. But that goes back to, some of those old games get hyped up so hard yeah. that they're never going to live up to it. It's why I don't play Earthbound. I think that's why you don't play Earthbound. Yeah, I haven't played Earthbound either. For, <laughs> because like I've ha- felt that in a few There's games. A- like The only game I feel like that has lived up close to the hype has, for me has been Chrono Trigger. I feel like one of those things, too, is like it's easier to revisit them if you actually end up finding your hook somewhere else in the series, too. Like... 
I would never have enjoyed the first Zelda or the first Metroid if I didn't play later games in the series and then gone back to them. Because, like, as kids, they were super hyped because they were really expansive for NES cards. But I didn't enjoy them because there were some real quality of life things missing. But, you know, then you go back to them after playing the later games and you're willing to overlook those flaws because it's like, hey, this is where it all came from. This is where they were pushing the boundaries. Yep. And it's an interesting game. And it is good in its own right, yeah. too. Especially Metroid is one that really stands out to me as an example of that. Because, like, that was a game that I, we had always as a kid, but I never beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I got kind of into Metroid, like, last year or the year before. So I'm like, with Metroid Dread and played through Super Metroid again. And I even played through Metroid Fusion again. And I was like, man... I should pay, play through Metroid at this point. And I was still streaming at the time, and I actually beat Metroid for the first time ever. And I was like, that was actually really fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good game. It's just, it is Nintendo, old school, non-handholdy. Uh, there's, it's a little cryptic. You are expected to find things that in today's standards would be secrets that would not progress mm. the game controversial opinion that I think we've even talked about before and I know both of you agree with me people hype up Final Fantasy 6 so hard and while it's a it's a fun game for a while then to me it was like every time I loaded it up to play that game it was just sadness and sadness and bad things happening and sadness and then they'd be like okay we're gonna we're gonna do some more sadness <laughs> and I'm yeah. like fuck I'm already depressed like, I'm, nah, I'm good. And then, like, I went, I went immediately bought uh, Rhapsody, a musical adventure. It's like this old school, really like heartwarming RPG game, and I haven't played it yet. But I bought that, and, like, make myself feel better. I'm like, next time I want to play a classic RPG style game, I'm playing that <laughs> instead of like Final Fantasy VI or something. But I've heard oh, speaking five of classic is good, RPGs, is good, man. I don't know. I haven't played them. I've seen people talking about uh, trails recently in a forum thread I read, and people were basically saying they were like, I feel I really wish I could just erase my memory and play Trails in the Sky SC for the first time. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's our next game in the series. Why is SC that I I want to know? Because like FC was really good. Don't get me wrong. But like, is SC this incredible to where it's like going to be a mind blowing game? Well, um, Master Loot, going back to Master Loot. Uh, has been like, what are y'all playing next, and why is it not Trails SC? <laughs> and and then over in the JRPG report Discord, I'll get tags every now and then. Like, you guys play Trails SC yet? They cannot believe over in that Discord. They cannot believe that our next game after FC wasn't SC. <laughs> they were like, even James, he's like, how did y'all see the ending of that first game and not immediately be like? fuck what's going on I'm like, here's the thing we were all like fuck what's gonna happen next but that's not the way the show works <laughs> like, yeah i was like we could have made an overrule but yeah. now it's like it's letting it build when we get to sc it's gonna be so good and we're playing it this year yeah. like that is my guarantee I mean, come on we joked about we this podcast could have turned into the yakuza trails podcast like yeah, <laughs> yeah it really could we're so trying many not to make that happen <laughs> That'd have been very easy to do, and then here soon they could. It'd be very easy to make it the Yakuza Trails Persona podcast. Now that all the Persona games are coming out on PC, <laughs> but oh shit, one of those has already been played for the show. I don't necessarily feel like I need to hit you guys with a revisit for four, um, but but at the end of the year we'll do five. 
But that three remake looks real nice. <laughs> <laughs> it looks real nice, and it's not nearly as long as five. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Jeremy. Three was definitely the first one I noticed. <laughs> so Jeremy's messaging me uh, last night, and he's like, dude, I got to tell you something. And it, you're not, you're not going to like hearing it. And I'm immediately like, are you fucking my ex-girlfriend? Dude, just tell me, what, what is it? He's like, dude, Persona 5 is way too fucking long. And I said to him, I was like, I'm not going to hate. I don't No, I'm not upset by that. I do not disagree. That is a long game. The story payoff in the end was worth it, but that it is a long game. Like, there could have been sections that didn't need to exist. You know, there were just, there were a couple sections that didn't need to exist. I have opinions, um, but I will save them for our yeah, Persona we'll 5 episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I just I told Jeremy because he's been he's been hammering at it, you know, throughout the year. Oh, he's and, probably uh, way further ahead than me at this point, honestly. He's he's getting there. You know, he's almost he's more than halfway through it. Yeah, he's definitely ahead of me. <laughs> he's further than I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, damn, was there one other? There's one other thing I did this week. Oh, boys. How did I not like I just did this last night? How did I not mention that? But I released a new album. Yeah, he did. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Uh, and this one actually has lyrics. Um, if I make a CD or if I make like an album cover for it, I want to put some of the, re- you know how they do reviews for movies? I want to I put like some of the reviews on, that I've gotten from people who've listened to it. Like, Willie, this is a very horny song, <laughs> dash, Willie. And then, <laughs> you know, and then just like shit like that. Five stars. Boner. You know, <laughs> and then whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah, it's called The Longing. Uh, you can find it at nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com. It is five songs, um, four dollars, uh, or whatever you want. Uh, I do click the option that if you want to pay more, you can. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun putting it together. Um, it, it took some inspiration. Uh, I've been having some things lately that have been kind of, uh, inspiring that type of flow. Uh, and just the way that I kind of wanted to, uh... <laughs> yes, Willie, lots of jerking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I just wanted to, uh, get it out, you know, and I felt like making music again, which I haven't felt like in a while. Um, and I actually got a message from somebody I didn't expect to get a message from when I posted the new album out there. And she was like, I am very happy to see that you're making music again. You know, and uh, that's awesome. So it was it was nice of her because she didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know I mean? um, but yeah, it was it was like uh, five songs. It's good music to just chill and listen to. You can make babies to it if you want, or you can just like drive down the road. Whatever you want to do. Now that I made it, dot com. It's called The Longing. Check it out. Drive your babies down the road. You know, motherfucker, you about just made me spit diet Pepsi. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby, you almost made me spill beer. <laughs> he almost peps his keyboard, dude. Uh, two of my favorite King of the Hill jokes, and then we can go into our, our O-dubs. One, actually three. So when Hank's, Hank's poking the steak, and he's like, ah, perfectly medium rare. This is how a steak's done, Bobby. And Bobby goes, what if somebody wants well done, Dad? He's like, well, then you tell them politely but firmly to leave, <laughs> <laughs> which is tremendous. Then there's the one where 
Bobby comes home with his report card, and Hank looks at it. A D in English? Bobby, you speak English. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's an episode where Hank is telling Bobby about gun safety. And he says, Bobby, guns are dangerous. And you hear, what was that? And here come over Dale and and Bill and Boomhauer. And Dale's like talking about how you sound like the government talking about guns are dangerous and all this kind of stuff. Or you, you, know, you sound like them liberals or whatever, however you put it. And Hank goes off on Dale. Just talking about, I don't want my son to be a, a holding a firearm and could possibly hurt somebody or kill someone and everything. And Dale, I know you're a member of that NRA, the National Rifle Association. You know that that is a government-sanctioned organization. So are you trying to tell me, Dale Gribble, that you support the government? <laughs> and Dale just standing there and takes a long drag on his cigarette. He goes, now that's a thinker. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. I fucking love that show. So Shout good. out to King of the yeah. Hill. Oh, word, yeah. I think someone recently posted a screen cap of the uh, of their summary of Phoenix, Arizona, which is my favorite joke of the show. I don't know if I know that. It was something along the lines of uh, they get out of the car and it's just incredibly hot. This city should not exist. This is a hubris of man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I do, I do remember seeing that meme. Okay, yeah. And it is, dude. It's just, from what I hear, Phoenix is hot as fuck. Like, you know, dry heat, though. It ain't like down here in Florida where you get swamp ass when you walk outside. Yeah. There you just get dust balls. Anyway, um, so let's talk about the game that we played for these past two weeks, gentlemen. So let's get into the obligatory. What uh, What was it? Obligatory Wikipedia, uh, Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Oh, how the fuck did I fuck it up last time? And we were like, we're running with it. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the obligatory Wikipedia did you bullshit. Just, did you just fuck up fucking it up? <laughs> I did. I'm, I am that big of a fuck up, Willie. I fuck up fuck ups. We're on that second degree stuff. <laughs> you can't fuck up a fuck upper. What? I don't know. Um, we played Dusk. And Dusk, stylized in all caps as Dusk, is a 2018 boomer shooter created by American developer David... Samansky? Yeah. Okay. I was like, ah, there's a there's an errant Russian Z in there. I mean, <laughs> uh, Polish. Oh, Pol- ah, damn. One of those Eastern European countries. And published by New Blood Interactive for Microsoft Windows, Mac OS, Linux, and the Nintendo Switch. Okay, that last one surprises me a little bit. The Switch one took a long time to came out. It actually just came out in the last wow. year or so. Okay. Did they have to like tone down the violence or anything for the Switch? No, it just they had a lot of technical difficulties getting it working. Oh, okay. Nintendo did not give a shit like they used to about that stuff. I was just about to say, yeah. and now that I, as soon as I said that, I was like, wait a minute, they released Wolfenstein, like the newer Wolfenstein yeah. games on Switch, I think. So, um, the game is produced by David Oshry or Oshry, 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 uh, who previously directed or co-directed the 2013 remake of Rise of the Triad. So a little bit about Dusk and then we can jump into our first thoughts and everything. Dusk takes place in in and around a fictitious rural town called Dusk, Pennsylvania. A huge network of Lovecraftian ruins is discovered underneath a section of farmland which attracts the attention of the government, military personnel, and scientists establish research labs and factories in the town to attempt to harness the magic of the ruins. Much of the research team soon fall victim to a series of demonic possessions and industrial disasters which force the remnants of the team out of the town. A large perimeter wall was built around the town, sealing it off from the outside world. You, the player, 
take the role of a nameless treasure hunter. People on the internet have come to call him Dusk Dude, who was heard who has heard rumors that hidden riches exist within the sealed town. The treasure hunter is apprehended by the town's denizens, brought to a secluded farmhouse, and made to squeal like a pig. And by that I mean he was impaled on a meat hook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it these days. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Willie, this was your host pick, my good sir. So, what what made you what made you pick this? Uh, what made it jump out to you, as opposed to your other choices? Well, to be honest, um, this was a game I've been curious about for a while, and I did acquire it in a um, itch.io or itch.io had a uh, boomer shooter bundle, or maybe it was actually I think it was uh, humble, not itch, but one of them had something they called the bu- a boomer shooter bundle that included this game and several other ones that I was really interested in, like a medieval Ion Fury. Um, I think I might still have this open in such a way that I could look at it real quick. Uh. Had those games. It had uh, Dread Templar, Hellbound, HROT, and Project Warlock, and I just kind of picked one at random. I was like looking through them, and uh, I liked how like quakish this one looked, and I just started playing it. And uh, I played through the first episode. It this all happened about two months ago, and uh, I was like, you know what? I would like to cover this for the show, so I quit playing it at that point, and. Started considering just buying it for Nate and being like, hey, Nate, we should play this at some point. And then I realized, oh, it's my show pick. Well, thank and you for including me. We've done long games. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. I was going to get it for Nate just like as a thing to do with, you know, do with him or whatever. Be like, hey, let's play this old boomer shooter. Now I realized, hey, we could do it for the show. Nice. And that'd be even more fun. So I did. Yeah. And we actually did get the chat the multiplayer, which we can touch on later. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Which I was, I was happy about. Hell hey, yeah. That, they, we're not stealing other <laughs> podcast bits. We already have like a third of our audience comes from there. We don't need to use their jokes. You're right. Too. You're right. They get hell yeah. We should have fucking right. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> or, or they say, uh, or we could do raise hail, praise Dale. <laughs> praise That's praise better. Dale. <laughs> I do. I do like that. I do like that. Strangely, that one does please me. I'm not going to do it, but it pleases me. <laughs> I've had that thought washing porn before. <laughs> I wouldn't do it, but this pleases me, right? <laughs> oh, anyway, looks painful. Good for them. Good for them. Oh man! So, your opening thoughts were just it was quake-like, or did you have a bit more you wanted to get into as far as like when you first loaded it up and started playing it? Well, the the very first thing that lo- happens when you load it up is it does this fake MS DOS startup screen, so which cool. I feel like one of you guys wanted to cover. So cool! I loved it. Uh, I have a screenshot of it. I can actually read it. Yeah. Let me pull that up real quick. If you guys want to vamp for just a quick second, or actually truncate silence, I'll just keep talking. I know. I was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're fucking up everything. We're not vamping or truncating really. silence. You're just making noises. Loud noises. All right. Here we go. This is a professional podcast done by podcasting professionals. So it pops up and says, fake DOS, 6.66 activated. Which, tonight at work, when they did the final count, our final count came up to $666, and Kayla just didn't like that, so she tossed one of her pennies in there, so it would make it, like, no, I'm sorry, she took a penny out and added a dollar or some weird thing, so it wasn't 666, and I'm like, you're ridiculous. Anyway, fake DOS, 6.66 activated, C, games, Doom clones, Dusk slash Dusk ESE loading, initializing 3D render. So it does the whole boot up loading weapons, 
loading monsters, loading lights, loading sounds, loading particles, loading gibs, loading blows, loading levels. Okay. And I just love that it says, okay, in there. <laughs> it's just like, load success. What is gibs? Gibs. It's the, the, the shit that goes kishplorch, the big bloody oh. meaty chunks flying off of enemies. Okay. That's the good shit. Uh, the term was really highly popularized. Um, I mean, the word jibs was first used in Doom, but I think Rise of the Triad highly popularized it because it had a violent setting called Ludicrous Jibs, which just caused everything to blow up so big when you hit it with a rocket. I think we need to find the, the person who created that and ask them if it's jibs or gibs. <laughs> it is jibs. It's short for jibble. It comes from giblet. Oh, giblets? Okay. Yeah, it has been asked. <laughs> I said Gibbs when I was a kid too, and unlike the GIF versus GIF thing, I do actually stand hard on Team Jibs on this one. No, it makes sense. You know, I just I love the thing where it's like, oh, you you call it a GIF, and they're like, oh, okay, so, like, oh, okay, so why don't you just call him? And he's like, no, dude, it's GIF. He's like, oh, where are you gonna write a graph? <laughs> he starts going off on all these things like it's why it's GIF. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I love uh, our graphical. The good Lord tells me that's pronounced. Our graphical user. Inter- the good Lord comes out and tells me it's pronounced with a J. I will tell him, thanks, Jod. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jod. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah. It, Nate, Nate, sorry. We both tried for the joke at the same time, and I think I did it a little louder. What was your graphical? We're just doing the graphics thing. thing. Graphics, yes. This game has great graphics. Great graphics. Drake graphics. Drake. <laughs> Drake Dra- Dra- New world champion. Drake Drake. <laughs> That's J E double. Was the choice a Rusk mascot? <laughs> oh my god, Nate! What was your first opening opinion on loading this game up? Yeah, I thought it was really freaking cool. Like, cause like, like I said, the fake DOS thing load up is really neat. And then once you just load into E one M one, like. You're just dropped in the middle of it. All you have is these two sides of your hands and these three chainsaw dudes just start chasing you. And you're just like dip, dodge, dive, duck, and dodging them, trying to hit them with your sides and take them out before they take you out. I thought that was a really good, a kind of intense intro into the game. And that whole first level is just you like trying to escape this like hellish cabin in the woods danger house they've put you in and it's just like really cool and then like because like that's the first enemy you're introduced to is that chainsaw guy and then you meet the cultists who have nice white robes and a hood (laughs) (laughs) so you didn't feel bad killing them at all (laughs) dude that that fucking that cosplay that you sent to the, the, the host chat I was like what dude, dude just made a KKK outfit and is like best cosplay. Yeah, like there were so many comments on that that was like, "Do not wear that outside in America." <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> bro. I don't know where you're from, but yeah, don't do that. <laughs> You'll get beat if up. If you must cosplay a, a dusk cultist, please do the chainsaw <laughs> guy or the scarecrow or anything other than that guy. Yeah, but yeah, it was like like I said. Really good intro, I felt like, really put you in the headspace of the rest of the game. And, like, I like this graphical style that is very outdated. Like, it's very polygonal. It harkens back to old school Quake, like we kind of mentioned a little bit before. And it just really works with what this game is trying to do. 
And one of the, it's kind of like the same way to me with like pre-rendered graphics as backgrounds and stuff. Um, you're able to do so much more with it because your, your game's not trying to load in actual assets for every little thing, even the things that you can't see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's with pre-rendered. Now with Dusk, the fact that it's so scaled down is probably why, A, that game runs smooth as shit. I didn't feel one frame drop the entire time that I played. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And there are some, like, as much as I love Hogwarts Legacy, I got some frame dips in there every now and then just because it was strenuous on my system. You know what I mean? Yeah. But with with that, you know, classic, I'll call it classic graphical style where it's much more uh, harsh looking, to me, you can add more. And you could fill your levels with as much detail as you wanted because it's not going to strain modern systems, you know. Yeah. So, not that not that they put a ton in there in this game, but just the the fact that they just like are able to like add little beers that you can quaff or the soap was hilarious that you just find around. There's just little things like that that I don't know just added to it to me, and just I was so impressed with how smooth it ran, and I think that's probably part of, partly due to the graphics. That's all. Yeah, but I mean, there are definitely games like Bolt Gun is like a retro shooter that's come out very recently too, that kind of famously has really high technical requirements because it's just putting shaders on top of a more modern rendering engine. This game, like, they built it up to it does run this like crispy stuff on purpose and it does run really well. Like, I did not realize when I was playing it that I usually had left like five idle games running <laughs> in the background in various browser windows because it just ran perfectly anyway. Yeah, and I can tell you those idle games Willie leaves open really does fuck with his gameplay sometimes when we're playing online games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Browsers are incredibly resource heavy for some reason. Especially when they're just constantly running random <laughs> maps. <clears throat> so what about you, Dalton? What was your first impression? So I loaded into it and uh, immediately was delighted that I had two sickles. <laughs> two sickles as my weapons. Uh, other than that, um, I didn't enjoy, and this is just, this is just me, uh, I did not enjoy how fast that you moved. But you guys let me know that I could turn the auto run off and I was immediately 100% more into the game because I think we talked about it before. When I'm moving too fast, it's just hard for me to see what's going on. You know what I mean? It's it's just the way my, the way my brain The is. movement in this game is very much parallel to Quake and you also said in Quake 1 that you felt like a lot better once you manually had run instead of yeah. uh, auto run or a toggle. Yeah, because I was I felt like I had more control over it. I, I was able to... When I wanted to move fast, I could move fast instead of trying to hold shift every time I wanted to slow down. I'd much rather have that where I hold shift when I just want to book it. We can't all be Sonic the Hedgehog, Dalton. It's okay. I I know. I know. As much as I try, despite all my rage, I'm still just knuckles in a cage. <laughs> I'm I'm no Sonic. Um I I will say that. The first thing that one of the first things that jumped out to me was the uh, the guns and like the pistol in particular. I I don't know why I love the sound of the pistol. They did really good on the the, mm. the sounds of the weapons and stuff. But it has this like kind of reverby echo to it that sounds like you're shooting like a powerful weapon and not just like a ding 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 yeah, ding exactly ding pistol like a lot of these fps games have and i feel like the pistol in dusk actually does some work 
Whereas like some games, you get that starting pistol is just garbage. But I actually, like when I would run out of ammo and I had a full stack of pistol ammo, I would actually use my pistol. Now, granted, some of the enemies later on take way more. But at first, the first few enemies and stuff, I didn't feel like anyone was a bullet sponge, which was nice. Yeah. I would say there's only... I, say, yeah, like, I think the game is really fair about the amount of bullets it takes to take down an enemy. And like one thing that's really interesting about this game, too, and it differs from games like Doom, is like the pistol has its own unique set of ammo, whereas like Doom, it shares its ammo with the chain gun. The chain gun um, kind of... Equivalent, thank you. The chain gun equivalent in this game uses different ammo. So it's like, it gives you a reason to actually hold on to that pistol and go back to it. Yeah, because it's not uh, obsolete due to something else. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I would say none of the weapons feel like they fully obsoleted in part because the two lowest tier ammo using weapons also get dual versions. Yep. So there are times when you would rather use dual. Can we talk about dual wielding shotguns yeah. for a second? Yeah. Badass. Just, <clears throat> and then it didn't do anything. We learned because it doesn't actually reload, but you hit R and you do the Terminator spin with them. Oh, he also does the Terminator spin every time he shoots him. He shoots the right gun. Terminator spins that one while he's shooting the right one. Terminator two spins that one. Like it looks so cool. And it like, the moment I first pulled a second shotgun and instead of draining the shotgun so I could, you know, get ammo, I had two shotguns. I'm like, yes, this is this is a good shit. Yeah. This is my shit. Because there is a super shotgun in this game, too. But nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. I'd rather have those double shotguns because the super shotgun is extremely yeah. slow in this game. Yeah. The super shotgun is meaty and I liked it against bosses and against dudes you can get up in the face of. But oh boy, the super shotgun was rough against if you had to close distance against people, you know? Yeah, for sure. I one of the times that I would always switch to my dual pistols is when I picked up that uh oh power up that made you shoot faster. Oh, yeah. Because I would pull yeah. out the pistols and just because you had like what 200, 300 max ammo with those dueling them so i would just unload on them because i couldn't tell it just so it slow down time too because every time i grabbed that i felt like neo from the matrix there is a separate power up that i think you might not have reached that does hmm. slow down time there's a power called uh blistering heat that is literally super hot time only moves when you move that's cool that is cool um full disclosure I only got to E2, M2, I think, or M3. Um, so anything we talk about after that, I'm going to leave it up to y'all. I didn't get much further uh, but, than that either, Dalton. I made like E2, M5. Oh, okay. Then And Will, you beat it, correct? I So I played through the first episode like two months ago, and then I played through the whole game on uh, I Can Take It difficulty, which is the medium difficulty in this game, which is kind of... Uh, Kind of, I would say if it was Doom, it would be somewhere between Hurt Me Plenty and Ultraviolence. And then I was, I started to replay doing um, Intruder Mode on Cerro Miedo difficulty, which is the hard mode where the enemies move faster, shoot faster, and you take more damage. Like like but, Cerro Miedo, um, like Cerro Miedo. Yeah, Cerro Miedo. Nice. <laughs> Fucking sweet. <laughs> Shout out the Penta. Yep. Pentagon. Yeah, lo- I love Penta, man. He's <laughs> um, incredible. Uh. What is intruder mode? I was I kept seeing that. In, 
Intruder mode is forced scythe start. Every time you start a new level, you you just drop all your weapons and you're back to two scythes. Again. Oh, okay. So it's for masochists. I gotcha. Yeah, but I mean, the game is balanced, so it's possible to do it through. Yeah, all there are some um, levels, especially look the one that I spent a lot of time on was called Into the Thresher, which was an incredibly great level, but. For me, it was very, very hard. I was like, man, I can't imagine trying to do this with the sickle start. That's the level I got stuck on before we actually are recording now. That's the one I'm stuck on on my gameplay through of <laughs> Intruder nice. Mode. So, yeah, I could not get I could not get a, through that one. I got pretty close. It's a great level, but it's a tough level. Yeah. I, um, I ended up having to knock the difficulty down one. So whatever is underneath the like medium. Um, yeah. because <clears throat> I went through an entire level kicking ass, got to the final boss. It was the, the two grand wizards, <laughs> the, the Duke brothers, yeah. yes. them Duke <laughs> two boys. big guys in the, in the red. <laughs> the, what are them Duke boys up to? <laughs> kicking ass and chewing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had five HP left. And and they oh. hit me with some move and killed me. And I hadn't saved, and there's no auto saves, so I had to start the entire level over. And I rage quit. <laughs> and I didn't play for two days. Um, and then I loaded it back up, and I lowered the difficulty, and then went in there and uh, proceeded to beat the rest of E1, which was good, dude. I'm glad that you recommended mid level saving to me because that was just for some reason I didn't even fucking think about that. Um, because I think it's the last level of episode one or one of the last levels. You open up that boss gate and you fight the boss and everything. And then you go and hit the <laughs> thing to think that you're about to leave the level and another fucking boss yep. comes out. And the second boss yep. came out and one shot me. And I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. So the next time I loaded back in and we can talk about weapons here in a second, more weapons if you want, but I pulled out the riveter and just let mm. that first boss fucking have it. <laughs> And then I went over there and opened up the second one and just started running backwards and let that motherfucker have it too. And I felt so much better about myself. <laughs> and those bosses were kind of a spongy. The like, is- I remember like I was happy I got through it with my uh, assault rifle on the first one. But then the second one came out. I was like, oh God, I got to do this with shotguns now because I am out of ammo. I keep I always forgot about the yep. Riveter, which is your rocket launcher and the grenade launcher weapons. Like, forgot about them a lot. The Riveter is definitely the closest thing the game has to a delete this dude weapon. <laughs> yeah. Like, because it's not just a rocket launcher. It's like a rocket launcher that fires at a pace of like, boom, 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 boom. Uh, one of the other weapons that I liked, but in practicality, like, it's cool. The crossbow. So the crossbow's whole shtick is it can shoot through enemies and it can shoot through walls. Yes. Um. But in my experience, the only time you're going to get that motherfucker to shoot through enemies is when you first get it and they drop those two lines of enemies down for you to do it. Other than that, good luck lining two people up. The crossbow ends up being super useful in level th- episode three because it definitely drops people in in ways that line them up like on purpose. Like, I hope this isn't a big spoiler, but episode three, mission one only gives you like melee and magical weapons. You literally only have the crossbow and the sword. Oh, wow. Secrets. Oh man. That's intense. I do like the sword. Oh, when I came back from my rage quit, I used level select. Have either of you used level? No, 
yeah, I was going through to get some uh, achievements. Uh, I did do the level select because I did know that the secret level, for instance, for the first episode, you find it in E1M2, but I didn't know where it was. So I just kept on playing E1M2 over and over again until I found it, for instance. Oh, okay. Uh, I just, I really appreciate it, for one. Well, for one, I didn't know there was a secret level. Now I want to go back and try to find it. But I didn't realize that when you use level select that you can max out all of your weapons and guns and your ammo and stuff. Oh, yeah, you can literally select how much of each Dang. weapon you want to have. So I, I went in max everything and was like, let's get this shit done. And we did. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a nice uh, a nice inclusion. Yeah. I almost feel like that might have been yeah. for people who were like, God damn it, I just lost all that progress. Now you can jump back in with your stuff yeah. and at full health and not feel so bad. One thing I appreciate about the game was the bosses. Like we kind of mentioned the E, the episode one boss, like final boss of episode one just now. But like the other ones in there, like the Duke Bros. But my favorite one was probably the first one you stumble on, yes. whose name was the Intoxicator. It's just, oh, that's right. It's this alligator that was huge for one thing, and there's just a bunch of beer cans around him, and you're just trying to take him down. He's shooting at you. You're <laughs> shooting at him. It's just a fun fight. I don't know if you caught this, by the way, but uh, you you can drink the beers in the game and you get one morale. But if you drink more than three, it makes you drunk and therefore you uh, have like screwy like the game kind of like yeah. around you. You trying to aim and that motherfucker's going wherever the fuck it wants. <laughs> oh, it's rough. And there's an achievement called intoxicated you get if you beat the intoxicator, the intoxicator while you have the drunk <laughs> status. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's yep. cool. I like that. That's one of the things I used the level nice. select for earlier today. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> hail, oh, fuck. What was it? Raise hail, praise <laughs> the. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I know. It's been a long day. Uh, what was your favorite weapon to use? Like, out of all of them, the one that was like your go to? So I can't. In, in, in I level. can't call this the go to, but I do think it was the goat. Um, the reason it wasn't a go-to is because it had a max ammo of, I think, 13, so you couldn't really just hold on to it the whole time. You had to be judicious with it and use it at the right moments. But that hunting rifle did so much work when you had it, man. It's like, you could one-shot enemies from a very long distance, because if you left right-clicked, I mean, you get the zoom, which zooms further than any other weapon, and you can just aim away, go pow, pow. Like those big like wizards when they become um, regular enemies that are kind of like the Duke Bros, like two shots from the hunting rifle takes them out. Everything else I was firing at took one shot to take down. It was so good. And that's what really yeah. helped me get through that into the Thresher level that I mentioned earlier was using my hunting rifle ammo very, very intelligently. Yeah. Yeah, you use it, it. One shot takes down a welder, two shot takes down a red wizard. So like... That that seems like the the you that those are the guys I was using it on in episode two especially. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I agree that the best weapon in the game is probably the hunting rifle, but I feel like the one that I used the most was the machine gun. Just I always had a decent amount of ammo for that, and just go in there and spray and pray. <laughs> I feel like the game kept trying to load you up with the assault rifle, and then like it felt like the most uh like. It felt like the weapon you would want to go into a room if you didn't know what was going to be mm -hmm. in it with, you know? Yeah, because if you needed to start slinging bullets, you could. Quick, quick, yeah. quick. 
like if I had to go through a teleporter and I was completely blind about it, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take the assault rifle out and just, you know, this is definitely the best for dealing with any kind of random circumstance. Yeah, it's like if you don't know what's coming up, it's good just to be able to be able to very quickly pump a lot of bullets out there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think hunting rifle is also the one I was going to say is the one I thought was like, not only is it great for dealing with enemies at a distance, but it also felt like the uh, best thing for dealing with bosses just because it dealt very predictable uh, damage as long as your aim was good. I will say about the hunting rifle too is it's a pretty unique weapon for a boomer shooter FPS like this. Like Doom didn't have anything like it. I can't think of another game that has like this something that's like this well made that's as close to a sniper rifle type of weapon as it is that is in a boomer shooter. Will you might know something better, but like this seems to be like pretty unique to this game to me. Yeah, this kind of thing was more something you would expect from a multiplayer type focus game like Quake Three was Railgun or something like that. But as far as single player repertoires for like these kind of shooters go, this was a really nice addition to that kind of thing. Like you typically don't get a great long distance weapon in single player shooter campaigns like this. Um, let's see. What what else would you guys like to cover about this? I don't really know where to go from here. <laughs> I, I, I just think the aesthetics of this game are really impressive too. I don't remember exactly which level this was. It might've been the second level of E1 where you come out to this field and there's just this, old chapel standing there with a stained glass e1m3 old time religion that i think is the level that will tell you if you like this game or not like you get out there like the sky is this crimson red like there's that the music goes to andrew holshoot's just ambient sound all you hear is like crows and this ambient soundtrack at first mm, you better believe i shot out every single pane of that stained glass at that chapel (laughs) 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 he's like you go through the door and there's just like a few wizards in there and there's like man fuck this (laughs) and like and then that level is it the same level with the intoxicator in it like at the end of it it is. That yeah. is the level that eventually yeah, that's such a good level. Areas. And then, like, I remember there's like graffiti on the walls at towns. One that I remember was like, "We traded God for demons." Just all kinds <laughs> yeah. of stuff like that. Um, like the aesthetics are so freaking good. I, I'm willing to bet. I want to say E one M three also has one of my favorite traps in the game, which is you uh, get to this red. I think it's the red key door. It's it's a, it's a door. You get to the front of a building. You're outside. You press the front door of the building when you finally have the key, and instead of the door opening, the ground just yeah opens up beneath yeah. you, and you're surrounded by wizards attacking. Yeah, you. that was good. Um, from above, it's really cool. Speaking of finding like things written on the walls and stuff, I believe that we all got the achievement. Go away. For finding a, you aren't supposed to be here, go away, graffiti sign somewhere in a level, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, I, I like that. You know what I mean? I like when you're like in Portal, when you could find your ways into these little rooms and there'd be things written on the wall for you to read. I appreciate little shit like that, you know? So it was nice to see. Um, Some of the other, like one of the other achievements I got, which I'm not even sure how I got is untouchable. That's when you don't get hit at Dang, all during the I didn't get that one. Well, I'm impressed. I didn't realize I went through a whole level without getting hit. That's cool. I don't know how. Yeah, I only got that one when I I went for the achievement for beating a level on Duskmare difficulty, which is when you die in one <laughs> shot. And so obviously I did get it because, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> oh man. Um, so Willie, like, I wanted to say, yeah. I think that one of the things that really got to me too was each level is just this really distinctive place. Like, I think the the first chapter of the game, the first episode, is definitely more more samey than the rest. Like, episode one is more you know, rural forest cult, but each level has its own personality. But when you get to about the midpoint of the game, I think e- from E2M4 on, every level is so different from the last thing you've seen that it's like, it is crazy how much the, like, how much different stuff, like every level has a personality. Like, the difference between being like inside the terrible machine with all the freaking and grinding motions and motors that are like E2M4 has. Then the next level, I really don't even want to talk about what happens in E2M5 because I think that might be the best level in the game. Maybe like that level was incredible. It does something just, you don't even begin to expect. And you're all of a sudden getting sent to all these bizarre places. And then nothing is the same again. Nice. Hell yeah. Like, I think the level design only gets better throughout the course of the game. Like, I think that it does what Doom wishes it did, which is it does it sticks to landing. The third chapter oh, is wow. the best. That's pretty impressive. Um, one small thing about this game that I really appreciated was you get a flashlight. Yeah. yeah. And when you see the phrase, the fall damaged your flashlight, that is the worst thing in the history of video games. I know, I wanted to cry. Games. Luckily, you found one pretty fast after that. But, like, God, that flashlight was so helpful. Because, like... Uh, oh, yeah. Like, you couldn't navigate oh, I, those dark alleys without it. No. There, there was one level in particular um, that, even with the flashlight, annoyed the shit out of me. And it was the only, it was only one level that really, like, just annoyed me. And it was the layout of it, and it was the... Uh, the cutty uh, mines. The mines. Six. Yeah, the mines. That one, I, I didn't like the layout of that, but that level would have been impossible without a flashlight. Because yeah. there's this one just, it, it's really easy to circle around it like five times without finding the way you're actually supposed to go. Because I definitely replayed that one earlier today and I had the same experience, so I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Where I'm like, am I running in fucking circles? <laughs> I am running in fucking circles. <laughs> Damn it. Why do I do this to myself? But I also think that that kind of like played up because that level was definitely one of the earlier horror levels instead of one of the more actiony levels. Because I feel like a couple of the ones before it were like very wide open spaces where you were just like whipping ass, and then that level was like very enclosed, very claustrophobic. And that's also one of the, the ones right after it introduced a horror type themed monster to it, the Fork Maiden. Which oh is like yeah, scary little ladies are like. And they start shooting the projectiles. And they you. hit hard. They hit super they hit hard. super hard, dude. Those bitches. <laughs> um, one thing about this game that... I want to say the monsters, man. Oh, go I ahead. I, I was going to bring up a monster. Uh, I got to a point in the game where... I don't remember if it was a, a pop-up or if it was written on the wall or something. It said, don't trust your eyes. Okay, so you did get to E2M2. Fantastic. And I was yes. like... There's a text written on the wall that just says, don't trust your eyes. And the moment you see that, oh, just just tell them, dog. Yeah, just tell I them. Just, this, this scene All rules. of a sudden, I just started losing HP. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm running around trying to... And this is another spot where I just could not find the little hole in the wall to get out. So I'm just running around, just constantly taking damage. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And finally, I heard something. And was like, uh, and I just turned around and I just fired a rocket and it went boom. And all of a sudden two in- enemies just appeared. 
And I was like, motherfucker, there was invisible enemies. Okay. That's why you don't trust your eyes because you can't see them. So you can't trust your eyes. You have to trust your other senses. Like hearing. Yep, hearing was, was a like, big deal for them. That makes a Although lot of sense. Although you can also see them track bloody footprints uh, around. That's what you have to I didn't know that part. Uh, I just okay. always went by hearing. And they interact with physics objects too. So I think they, you probably would have seen that. They knocked down a couple of crates mm, at one point. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. They do interact with physics objects, yeah. too. Those things, like... But yeah, the main thing you're looking so for... So, when you shoot them, like, it's just, play. like, this... I, I don't know how else to say it. I know you're not supposed to say this word, but it's, like, a Wendigo in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, why are you not supposed to say that word? Something I don't know? No, just religious, and I'm not that religion, so... <laughs> oh, okay. I yeah. got you. <clears throat> um... But yeah, they, I mean, they I do think have that. That is actually the name of the monster in is the it? game. Yeah. They do have that vibe, for sure. So <laughs> yeah, there's supposed sense. to be some kind of like skinwalker type thing. I think the, the Dusk Wiki does refer to them okay. as Wendigos. Hey, skinwalker. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, um, any other monsters stand out? Because, like, I really. I look when you first see it, you know it's going to be an enemy, but like there's just the scarecrow sitting there. Fucking scarecrow. And you see it, you're like, that thing's going to come alive, and I just know it. So I shot at it, and nothing happened. Shot at it, nothing happened. Walked away. Two seconds later, here's Screech behind me, and I'm like, the scarecrow came to life. God damn it. And well, the first two scarecrows you see don't do that, so you're already like looking at every scarecrow, like you know one of these is gonna pop yeah. up off of it. Yeah. I've played a video <laughs> game before, but then when it does happen, you're like, ah, shit. yeah. And then he's got it is genu- it is genuinely one of the most disturbing enemies. And he's got the fucking super shoddy and does some work with yeah, it. That's that's also why they they take they they can take a lot of damage and they have a super shotgun. Yeah, yeah, dude. So. I tried to keep my distance from them. Like once I'd get them to trigger off, I would just start running backwards and just shooting at them with longer projectile weapons. Yeah. I'm like, mm. You went the serious Sam route. That, yeah. That's what I did at first. And then I started trying to get as close as I could so I could put as much angular distance when they were <laughs> about to shoot. Is the, uh, what, were they like a little cow, like demon cow, yeah. demon dog things that shot the red balls at you? Those, Those were weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what is... It was a goat enemy. Apparently, the official name of that is Black Phillip, and that's a reference to the movie okay. The Witch. Like, the V-V-I-T-C-H, the Vitch, the Witch. The Vitch. Apparently, there was a goat in that movie called Black Phillip or whatever. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but that's what oh, they're named. Black Phillip. So they call him Phil from now on. <laughs> Good old Phil. Call him old, old BP. <laughs> no, that we'd have to call him Spill. God. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> ah, zing! Got two eye rolls. That's what I'm talking about. Oh man! And then one of the things the game likes to do is just introduce enemies, like the boss fight version of them, followed by like the little guy version of them. So like, there's some more bosses that you'll run into later that you might see again. In oh, yeah, because the little baby intoxicators. Like I thought they were rats at first, but they're just little bitty baby gators. Is that what that is? I think that's supposed to be a rat. They, I thought there's look a rat. closer. That's got to be a baby version of the intoxicator. It makes sense because a lot of the enemies in the game do have kind of a lizardy shape. I, I always parse them as rats. Though. Okay, we have to look that up now. Because yeah. I, I swear it's a little bitty baby gator. 
in any case, that oh, was another yeah. situation where I would be taking damage. Like, why am I taking damage? And I'd look down, and there'd be two or three of those, and I'm like, oh, you little fuckers. Thump, 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 thump. Pull out the sickles real quick and just slice them up. When when in the main game do you get the sword? Because I saw the sword in multiplayer, but in the main game, um, I always had you the can sickles. Find it, you can find it in episode one, uh, but the first time it's non-secret is the beginning of mm. episode three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, here's a picture of the rat. Here's what it looked like. I'm sending it to the group chat. I'm pretty sure it's meant to be a rat. Oh, that group chat. Man, I swear it's a little baby gator. I don't know. I can see. I mean, it does have like that long. I mean, it, it, again, it's like six polygons. Yeah. Is it white and gold or like, black and the blue? The low poly look of this game also gives you more like, I don't know. I like that for like games that have this horror vibe too, where it's like the less you know about what you're seeing, the more freaky it kind of gets, you know? Yeah. Um, I know, and too, that kind of like when it almost leaves it up to a slight interpretation, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you look at it and you can get the general sense of what it's supposed to be. But then at the same time, you're like, oh, but I don't know. Something looks off about it, but it's not the uncanny valley off. No, it's it's more along the lines of just like, it's the, the Jaws from, or the shark from Jaws theory where like the more your imagination fills in, the scarier it is, you know? Yeah. Because, like, you rarely see the shark in Jaws, you know? And what your brain fills in is way scarier than the actual animatronic Muppet puppet. You actually see him fight. Enough that I read the novelization of Jaws one time when I was at my grandma's house. So she just, like, had this book, and we were there for a week, so I read it. And uh, having seen Jaws, and then I read that book, I was I would get afraid. I was a kid. I'd be in my swimming pool in my backyard and just suddenly get filled with anxiety thinking that a shark was going to get me. <laughs> I know. I'm almost about to reinvent the glass shark bit from my brother, my brother and me. The what? One of the guys from the podcast, my brother, my brother and me also was terrified that he'd be attacked by a shark when he was in a swimming pool when he was a kid. Oh yeah, dude. It's fucking. And they did, they, they did a joke. Like, we can't, you can see the whole shirt, uh, school doesn't care. He's a glass shark. Uh, you know in in florida i should have been worried about snakes and alligators and shit in my in my pool yeah right you got scary ass alligators i've literally walked outside my backyard before and lit a blunt and i heard some movement over in the bushes to my left and i'm like oh man i look over there and i see this thing i'm like (laughs) 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 i was like man that's a big snake and i went over there and no it was just a baby alligator probably about two feet long and i'm just like what the fuck? So I walked in. I go and open my back door, and my dad's coming in the front door at the same time. I said, "There's an alligator in the backyard." He's like, "Yeah, funny." And I'm like, "No, no, no, no joke." Oh, you're fucking serious? Yes, Dad. There's a fucking <laughs> alligator in our backyard right now. My mom's asleep, so my dad goes. We walk out there. And he looks at it. He goes, "Son of a bitch! What are we supposed to do?" I said, "I'm gonna go get a towel." No, the fuck you're not. I'm like, dude, I'll just throw the towel over it. Grab it. He's like, dude, you are not Steve Irwin. <laughs> so he, he called somebody and they were like, yeah, he's probably just looking for water. He'll mosey on. And that was when I learned that alligators can climb fences because he ended up in my backyard. My backyard is fenced in. And they uh, they use their tail to push themselves and climb up. It's fucking wild. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, invisible enemies, invisible sharks get you in the swimming pool. Yes. I don't remember how we got there. <laughs> I'm very tired. Well, the last point that I was curious about how you guys felt about was the multiplayer. 
fun as fuck. I wish we had more people. Dude. Yeah, if yeah. we could get like the whole last Discord in playing that, <laughs> it'd be a great time. It was, like, it was fun with three people, and it was like all the troll things that you could do. On the last game, I was the absolute worst person in the world. I found the best spot to camp. I had a hunting rifle, and I was just picking Willie and Dalton off as they ran by, and they had no idea where I was. Yeah, this motherfucker, I started like, when I would get hit, I would just look up and be like, fuck with and then i'd get hit again and eventually i finally looked up and saw where he was at and was like nate you motherfucker and was able to shoot some return fire (laughs) yeah eventually willie killed me but so we were playing the level of rebus reactor yeah which has like five big glowing towers you can just stand on and they was just like i'm just gonna stand here with a hunting rifle and shoot you assholes not the first time nate camped that night That was not the because we called him out for Counter Strike, and long before that, that was just when he was doing it his best. He was up in the tower like that dude in DC, just like, pop out. and we're just like, dude, what the? F- where are you? But yeah, like the multiplayer was so much fun. Like my, my only complaint with it is like you had to, and maybe this was user error, but I don't think it was. But you had to like leave the lobby to change maps and create a new lobby, so it's kind of annoying. But every time we were able to do it, we did a, yeah. quite a few lot, quite a few lobbies, maps, and. It was just a lot of fun. Like the maps were based off the yeah. levels. Like we did that one level we were talking about earlier with the church, like the steeple. Yeah. It was just, just so good. I, I have, and it might be because it's more recent in my mind, but like I have more memories of us playing multiplayer than I do of like the levels themselves. <laughs> and that might have just been because of the fun that I was having while we were sitting there playing it. You know what I mean? But I really enjoyed the uh, the multiplayer maps. And I was just thinking to myself, this is a blast with three of us, dude. Imagine if we had the the sixteen. Yeah. You know, like or the or ten, you know, or you know, I mean, because is it? There was no teams or anything like that. It was just straight deathmatch, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that is the uh, one downfall. Is it doesn't look like there's any kind of co-op type mode or anything like that. So that would have been yeah. fun, but still, the straight deathmatch was really good because it has that like quake style movement that is just really satisfying. A quick question: This is and random. the weapons are just good. The weapons are good. It was. I I really enjoyed. Uh, the one time that I got you through the wall with the crossbow and you were like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I really did not know that the crossbow actually passed through walls. I only knew it passed through enemies. So I actually did get to use that in the single player game after we did that. And you, you were right. It it sure do pass through walls. It's so helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but would you boys be open to going back and playing like one of the counter-strike games one day? Sure. Why not? Oh, sure. Because I have, uh, Condition Zero, I think it's called, which is like, hey, we're gonna release single player. Oh, we shit. get better soon, dude. <laughs> it's 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 single player Counter Strike as opposed to most Counter Strike is you know bots and things like that. So yeah, yeah, like, that'd be kind of interesting. Like, like I've never been a big like Counter Strike or Call of Duty kind of guy, but I'd be willing to give it a shot. Yeah, see, Counter Strike to me is like this weird in between like a call of duty and a boomer shooter because the older counter strikes they handle very much like you know say quake or something like that would aiming wise and shooting wise but you're still grounded in reality whereas you're doing you know terrorists versus counter terrorists and things like that but the real fun condition zero is fun saving the hostages and all that's great you know it is what it is but like dude the real fun in counter strike is getting a group of people together and we Honestly, I think if our bet, our best bet for our Discord, if we wanted to do that and then get like a community thing going, 
maybe not for like a, a normal, but like you know, for the eps- oh, excuse me, for the episode, uh, Counter Strike Global Offensive uh, CS:GO is free. Gotcha. Um, and I think they do, you know, the typical um, free game battle pass and things like that. But all of us would be able to play it for no charge. Cool. And uh, that that would be cool. And I just think it would be a, a fun way to get the uh, the community in and like actually have a where we can play with like ten people. And get in there and fuck shit up. You know yeah, I mean? Willie, we're talking about a uh, CS:GO. Nice, yeah. Just that it's free, and I thought that that might be a good, a good way to get the community in on it. Because I honestly, if we were to do Counter Strike, I think that that is one of those that we could cover Counter Strike in one because not the games don't really differ. Yeah. You know what I mean? They would just update them and quality of life things, uh, but they really haven't changed formula. You know, so. It was just the thought that I had. You're just the thought. I mean, you're already, but that just that just made me want to play Team Fortress Two with the the Mm -hmm. squad as well. I would be down for that. I would be down for. Did you just call me a thought? (laughs) Like you caught that like thirty seconds later. He did like thirty five seconds ago. (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) Um, Yeah, is it Arcader that really was like all about wanting us to do Team Fortress? I feel like Arcader was one of our Valve boys. We changed his name in Discord no, now. Lax- I'm still going to call him Arcader, though. I think it's just yeah. RK now, yeah. yeah RK. RK. I was like, RK? And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> Dolphin noises. Um, <clears throat> so, do you guys, you guys ready for rating? Yeah, sure. Yeah? All right. I did want to say one more thing real quick, which is just oh, wait, one thing I really love about the level design, too, is uh, the secret like hunting and it is so good because it uses like a combination of like doom style this texture doesn't match up go p- try to use it like a door and then like build engine style hey there's a crack in the wall you can blow it up with an explosive and quake style like moving a little bit weirdly on the map or like going underwater in a place you wouldn't expect to go underwater and all that and i just thought like each level had a crazy amount of secrets like you would really have expected the levels to be more empty or whatever, but I feel like the level design in this game was absolutely peak. Yeah, it was tremendous. And some of the secrets didn't seem like secrets when I would find them. You know, it would just be like a long hallway, and there would be a hallway to the left, and I would go down the hallway to the left, and there'd be like a crouch, and I'd go through the crouch thing, and it'd be like, you found a secret. And I'm like, really? But then there were other ones where it was like, I ended up somewhere that was a secret i'm like oh fuck i don't know how i even ended up here. i can't tell you how many levels <laughs> like, i went through it said you found zero out of seven secrets like there are seven <laughs> yeah i was like zero to seven zero to nine or whatever and it's like damn son that's a lot i feel like the game really just rewards the shit out of like trying to explore trying to look for secrets and poke at the edges of things especially if you play on intruder mode and you don't have the weaponry let me tell you what killed me because like oh good there's secrets inside of secrets a lot of the time. And it's just really interesting. Fucking, I hated finishing a level. Enemies killed. 94 out of 97. I'm like, oh my God, where were those last three? Where could they have possibly been? Probably in been? a secret. Probably in a secret. <laughs> there, were de- there were definitely a couple secrets that had like two Black Phillips and a cultist or something like that. Like the first level has that. Two Black Phillips and a cultist band name called it. <laughs> <laughs> black Phillips where and it's at I got two black Phillips and a cultist mage first single called Phillips head screwdriver nice I feel like, I feel like oh, actually I don't think they'd be death metal I feel like they would be like one of those arctic monkey style <laughs> where the, their name is like irreverent and cool yeah 
<laughs> uh, all right then. Um, Nate, if you were going to give this game a rating, what would you give it out of 10, my good sir? Yeah, man, this game's the bee's knees. I really enjoyed it. Like, very few complaints from any perspective on this game. I just think it really solidly did what it set out to do. And it's a, you know, the people like to call them Doom clones. This is like the best Quake clone I've ever played. <laughs> so I am very happy to give this eight and a half baby intoxicators out of 10 intoxicators. They are not rats. <laughs> okay. Nate, we'll talk about this later. And Willie, I'll save yours for last since this was your pick. Um, I really enjoyed this. Um, I I don't know. Part of me, like I I like boomer shooters, but part of me, like I don't like fucking love them. Um, but this was one of the better ones that I've played. Absolutely. Um, and I think it might just be that I've played a couple ones that aren't so good. Um, I don't know. But this one, uh, I I I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I really enjoyed it. There were a couple things that I would have liked to have seen differently in it, but that's the style of the game itself. That's not anything on them because people enjoy that kind of stuff. Like the, the running fast, which again was solvable with a, with a menu, <laughs> with a menu thing. It's just, it's just me. That's just me. And I admit that. So I'm going to give enough. it a eight cultists out of 10. Don't cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about you, Will? I think this is one of my favorite video games of all time, and I'm going to give it a straight 10 out of 10. Wow! I did wow. not expect to absolutely fucking love this game as much as I did, but uh, this, I, when I started playing it, I'm like, okay, I'll play a couple levels of Doom, then I'll play this. I haven't played any Doom in the last wow. little week. Wow. Just been that's playing wild. this. If, if you're new here, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. All right. Um. <laughs> it's just, it's perfect to me. Like, I, I don't think I've been happier with a game in a long time. Like, I thought I would really like it. I didn't expect to love it this yeah. much. That's awesome. Now, I do have a question for you. Mm. You said you like it. You said you love it. Do you? Want some more of it. Want some more of it. God damn it, Nate. <laughs> Well, apparently, I mean, there isn't <laughs> imminent plans for there to be a sequel to this game, but it still is going to be updated more, nice. and they are hoping to bring a co-op Sweet. mode into it. We didn't, we didn't talk about the one thing. Perfect time to bring it up now. You mentioned the developer. You mentioned a sequel. This guy who made this game also made this other game, and I believe it's called what? Oh, yeah, Iron Lung. Iron Lung. Very topical. <laughs> Yeah, because of this uh, disaster thing with the submarine. Um, the uh, Ocean Gate Titan, yes. Thank you, I couldn't remember the name of it. Um, the Ocean Gate Titan. The developer came out and said that he felt kind of bad because there's been a spike in sales of his game Iron Lung where you are trapped in a underwater <laughs> submersible train. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I'm like... Uh, and. That game came out a few years ago because I've seen, I think Matt Chat, I think uh, Matt Barton did an episode on that game or somebody I watch on YouTube did. But whew, that's just yeah. funny. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's also funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, 
I will say this whole situation reminded me how savage the internet is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy shit. I mean, the memes have been funny, but holy shit. Like, the internet gives no fucks. <laughs> like, they just don't, they don't care. I mean, I think that when they found out that the guy was actively campaigning, like, oh, safety is just holding back innovation. And then they were like, oh, he was on the submarine that he constructed to be unsafe because he didn't believe in safety. And it kersplunked. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Way to build your own coffin, idiot. Controlling the submarine with a controller you can get at Walmart. Like a video a game controller. Logitech. Yeah. Couldn't even get a wired Xbox <laughs> controller. Homie got a Logitech. <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I posted uh, a meme. I don't remember if I put it in Discord. I know I posted it on Facebook. I just put Mad Cat Strikes Again. <laughs> I know he's going down into the abyss in his Mad Cat submarine. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, you know, I was like, I thought about making some memes about it and everything, but I just decided, you know what? I'm not going to sink to that level. Hey. Hey. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's do our listener question, and then we'll uh, talk about the game that we're going to play next. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll get on. So we that. have one question this week. Shout out to our boy Fenris. If Fenny, if you had a chains race potion, one shot. <laughs> if you had a chains race potion, what non-human race from any game would you change into? Ooh. Ooh, I have an immediate answer. Like, I'm just going to go with the first one that popped in my head. Blood Elf from World of Warcraft. All right. They're cool as shit, and, but they're Horde. And so it's like, for the Horde, you got to go. You know, like, you don't, you don't go against Corpse Grinder. When he tells you, for the Horde, you listen to, you listen to Cannibal Corpse Lead Singer. <laughs> his neck, he could kill you but with like his neck. It's like the prettiest you can be in being the Horde. <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah, you can be a sexy Blood Elf, and you can go stand next to your cow buddy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I also had an immediate leading. I'm going straight Argonian. I can breathe. I can knew breathe that was going to be water, and I'm just going to yeah, do I... lizard shit all day long. <laughs> and fun fact about Argonians and Elder Scrolls Online: they are the only race that, when you drink a potion, it replenishes some of your HP, your stamina, and your MP all nice. at once. Which is very sounds helpful. great. But yeah, the breathing underwater thing, mwah, chef's yeah. kiss. What you will. Just really good. Um, did it specify it, it had doesn't. to be a player race? No, just change race. You're gonna be a caco demon. I want to be the cyber demon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so close. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Pablo Willie's gonna be like, I want to be John Romero's head. <gasps> okay, to tie this back to the very beginning of the episode, because like, I remembered wanting to say this then when we were talking about our new day um, FPS boomer shooter. Yeah. It would not take much to reskin the Cyber Demon as Brock Lesnar. I yeah, a hundred percent. Just give him a stupid ass looking tattoo on his chest. But we have to code it right so you can play as any of the three members of New Day. But if you play as Kofi, you can't beat Brock, right? So if you play as Kofi, you go in there. Brock's just going to kill you in about eight seconds. We got to keep it true to life. Kofi Kingdom also gets the ability that if he gets killed, he stays at 1% health one time. Yeah. That was a Royal Rumble. First Royal yeah. Rumble type. Yeah. Yeah. That's the payoff. You have to switch characters to kill Brock, but other than that. <laughs> oh, tremendous. You can play as Big E, just don't fall on your head. Oh. Oh. I miss Big E. Get well soon, Big Yeah, e. absolutely, dude. He's, he's the man. Um, Big meaty men slapping me. As he one of it. the best quotes I've ever heard. I don't want to see no Love gymnastics. That. I just want to see 
two big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was what was he talking about? Brock and Goldberg or something like that. Or something like that. He's just like Yeah, it was it was it was something like two that. big meaty men slapping meat and I'm here for it. <laughs> The way he worded it too is like big man with big t- big chests. <laughs> big t- I mean big chest. Yes, <laughs> and Kofi and fucking Xavier are just crying like they can't hold oh, it. Yeah. Together. So good, dude. So good. Um, all right. Well, then I guess our uh, our next game for the show was the uh, the last poll winner, which was uh, Middle Earth. I always want to say Mordor, but it's Middle Earth: Shadows of Mordor, and um. It was mentioned in the Discord, and I think I've told you guys before, this game is Batman. Hell yeah. I'm excited for it. And there is a cool system that starts in this game, but it's expanded on more in the uh, the sequel, where um, there is like this chain of command thing, and there will be vacant spots open if you do certain things. I won't get into it, but there will be vacant spots open. And one of the... If you get like killed by a random orc or urk, they can then get that spot because they killed you and then like when you come and fight them again they'll be like oh, I, I killed you before ranger welcome back I'm here to kill you again or something along the way I don't know it's going to be super fun I'm so stoked that that actually won Thank you, man. and then uh, the next poll winner was Morrowind so we'll be getting to that in about a month or a month and a half somewhere around there but yeah dude uh, Shadows of Mordor coming up I know we have a couple people that are going to be playing along with us which is just super cool I'm so happy that people are like now uh, playing along in these games that we play um, campaigning for things on the like I, I, I want to state again how much I love seeing people campaign for things on the poll because this one has been so intense too the, the current vote between Dusk or Dusk between Duke and Fear has been incredible yeah and two first person shooters like who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that the, I'm hoping the Fear Squad steps up because the Duke Squad has been going crazy. Them Duke boys are going nuts. Yeah, but they're they're not getting all the sways they need, dude. Fear's still up by one. Like they did sway everyone off all all the other votes. Like <laughs> Dane doing the Yabs Pod thing with Duke made Jeremy change his vote yeah. to Duke. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I I really enjoy seeing it. I I like seeing the uh, the discourse in Discord. You know, I I like seeing you guys interact. It's it, it warms the heart. You know, especially since I've been doing this show for three fucking years now. It's nice. Yeah. Which we we forgot to mention. Yeah, the show's three years old now. Happy birthday and to uh, TSMP. We'll uh, we'll do the the uh, obligatory serious Sam episode at some point. That, it's old enough to drink <laughs> in dog years. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> had to do some math in my head. So let's hey, get some dog beers. You know what? The fact that I had to do math for that. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> uh, so let me pull up my handy dandy list of things right here. Oh my god, I am I am batting a thousand tonight. Um, all right. If you would like to join the Discord, bit.ly slash tsmp cord. Slash TSMP Discord, all capital letters. Uh, if you want to check out the website, which is now up to date, thanks to one Mr. Puzzles Dane himself, bit.ly slash the Steam Machine Podcast, capitalized phonetically. If you would like to donate to the Patreon, which I would really appreciate because it helps me pay my insurance and keep the lights on, very, very much appreciated. Patreon.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast with a special shout out to our listeners who donate $10 or more 
each and every month. Nate, Sir Cogsworth, the 7th of Juniper. Jeff, the original, the original expendable Mr. Syllables, old Jeffy Lube himself. Arisa Adam, shout out to his podcast slash blog in the Discord, Revival and Extinction. James, the Steam Machine, Hall Monitor Hall. Team Retrogue, check him out on YouTube. Mr. Puzzles Dane himself. And Chad, the mad lad with no fucking C in his name, Shaper. <laughs> Uh, there is a C in chat, actually. Up. There's no C now. <laughs> <laughs> he has now just had. Um, There's no C in baseball. If you would, uh, check out Yav's Pod, you know, the BS podcast. Also, ch- shout out to JRPG Report. Um, if you want to pick up a shirt or, or shoes, underwear, anything with our logo on it, uh, tsmpproductions.threadless.com. There's also some cool Yav's Pod merchandise up there as well. And if you would, please... Please, please go to nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com and check out my new album, <clears throat> The Longing. Uh, $4. We'll get that and that money. I need that money. So please, because they cut hours at work again. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Well, that's, a, that's a subject for the other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. It is very good music to put on leather <laughs> pants, too. There you go. There's another quote for the album cover. Mm-hmm. This is great music to put on leather pants, too. Willie, again. Uh, and leave us a five star review on iTunes if you listen, um, a rating and review. Um, and if you listen, if you just listen on Spotify, then just leave us a rating. Uh, means a lot. And uh, yeah, it's also good music to take off leather pants too. <laughs>